And that's better than aerobics any day. Amen? <laughs> Kent broke a sweat. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I was thinking about that while we were singing that. You know, there's this, there was the earthquake and the stone was rolled away. Jesus could have come out of the grave without the stone being rolled away. He could have walked right through the stone. So it wasn't to let him out, but it was so that we could see in. And the question is, have you seen the risen Savior? I'm going to tell you something. He is here in this room right now. Have you seen that? Jesus said it. He said, if two or more of you are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of you. He is here. And of course, the myriad of angels, and they're here with us. Right, Right there and right there and all over this place. And uh, just a few announcements before we go further here. Uh, there won't thank thank you guys and whoever helped with the meal this morning, the breakfast. That was excellent, excellent. Um, oh, you know I forgot to put it on. <laughs> I was so caught up in the worship, I didn't even think about the mic. Um, and the proclamation, see, we were proclaiming this morning, too. Worship can take a lot of different directions and so forth in singing, but we certainly were proclaiming this morning the risen Savior, our risen Savior. Um, but there will not be a meal afterwards, after the service today or coffee time. Just be blessed as you go to your places with families and friends and so forth. Just a brief building fund update. And you've seen, maybe earlier you saw the cross um, up there. That actually is our resurrected cross on the church building here. Um, uh, Ross Lewis, I believe is yeah, Ross Lewis Sign Company. And they're the ones that are going to be making getting us the the sign that we're going to have on the highway that we're raising funds for now the 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 sign out there the electric one or how do you what do you call it LED um, but they're the ones that redid this they were talking with Joan about it one day her Ross was and he said you know what that's neon and it's actually getting to be a fire hazard out there I would just shut it off, and so it hasn't been there for a while. Has anybody seen the new one at night? Okay, that's why we did this. That's why we put it up there, because a lot of us don't necessarily get by here at at the night hours. But um, anyway, Ross, he had it made. I was talking to him on Friday and thanking him because he said, we want to give this as a gift, this this cross. Uh, 
as it is now. And this is LED light, so that he said this will last a long time. And uh, so anyway, he was sharing about that, and his goal was to get it up by this weekend, by Easter weekend. And so anyway, he's, he, he's uh, looking forward to being able to help us to get a sign out there, too, to proclaim, like this morning, we'd probably have, He is risen out there. He is risen indeed, you know, and getting the word out, letting people know about things going on here as well, but I just wanted you to see that this morning, that cross and that gift. And the, the giving, we're over halfway now for both the sign and also for renovating some things and finishing some things on the church house. So hallelujah. Praise God. For those giving, you can give in the boxes. We don't pass the plate, but uh, the offerings and tithes and such, we put place in the boxes in the back of the church and you can pray over them as you put them in but we do pray over them right now too Lord we just thank you for all the giving of tithes and offerings and we do give it unto you as our high priest yeah as we know you're right here with us now we give it unto you we know that's by faith but that's what it is and so we do it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you in turn that we know that you do supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Hallelujah. By Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, we're going to talk this morning about going and telling. Getting that word out. And uh, I've just had it in my heart that we would do it together. Kent and I would do it the, together this morning. And so the Holy Spirit's going to just lead us as we share, we know. But you know, the, the word is that we are to go and tell the message that Jesus, our Savior, is risen from the dead. He's risen from the grave. And we're going to look at a scripture to start out with here. It's from Matthew 28, starting at verse 1. And it's the focus that he is risen and says there, now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow, and the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting. The men were all laid out like dead, but the women, they were standing. <laughs> I mean, that just kind of hit me as I was reading it this time. <laughs> Okay, where was I, Kent? <laughs> okay. You should have skipped. <laughs> say it, I can't find my spot now. But the angel said, this is verse 5, the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Now look at this. 
these caps I put in. He, say it with me. He is not here for he is risen. As he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. And, say the caps with me too, go quickly and tell. That's what, he, that's what the angel told him. He said, go quickly and tell his disciples. Say this, that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee, and there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to, and say this with me, bring his disciples' word. To bring the word. So he told them to go quickly and tell that he's risen from the dead. Quickly, he said. A spirit-filled life Bible, my word wealth there for quickly says, that means immediately, speedily, shortly, hastily. I tell you, when we got good news, that is the thing we're to do. And sometimes we as believers need to be stirred up on that. And I think Easter is a very good Sunday to be stirred up on it. You too? And so that's what Kent and I are going to be sharing about this morning. And um, you just tell me when you got some, or I'll keep going here a little more. Just take in any time. But Mark 16, verse 15, and this is something Jesus said. Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and say it. Preach the gospel. And it's to every creature. And there, the word preach, Strong's Concordance, it means to herald, especially divine truth, the gospel, to preach, proclaim, publish, to put it out there. And then in 2 Timothy 4.2, just some scriptural foundation for this. Preach the word. Say that with me. Preach the word. That means to proclaim, to tell. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. The thing is, with that out-of-season thing that was on purpose put in there, you know, our minds can talk us out of witnessing or telling a lot of times. Hello? You know, we don't want to embarrass this person, or we don't want to embarrass ourselves, or whatever. Lots of reasons this maybe isn't the time. Maybe this isn't the place. Joyce and I, I were sharing with someone just yesterday at a, at a funeral. Actually, funerals are very good places. Uh, not only from the pulpit here, but uh, from any of our pulpits. You know, and we all have pulpits. We all have places where we can have that foundation to speak, to tell the word. And it really is founded in Christ, and it's because he has commissioned us. Matthew 28, he's commissioned us. And, oh, the commission is there. And you know what? This is the hour. This is... Yesterday was the hour 
a week ago was the hour, but this is the hour to proclaim, to tell. And there's a new place of telling that's in the earth today, I believe. A few weeks ago, we had a message, a whole message on Billy Graham's transition to heaven. And we actually heard a prayer of our president, Trump, where he was praying that God would raise up multitudes of people to take that message like Billy Graham did around this earth. It's the day. It's a day of harvest. It's that time. It's a time to proclaim. Matthew 10, 7 and 8 says this, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, not leopards, Leopards? I, I suppose leopards could work spotless. too. Spotless. Yeah, they'd be spotless. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, every creature. What's that thing you told me about, Angie, this morning that you said it to? That thing in your house that you talked to again? Alexa, yeah. Angie was proclaiming it to Alexa this morning. <laughs> and, he, and she said, he is risen. And she sort short-circuited Alexa. Because <laughs> Alexa didn't know what to say. What, what did Alexa say? Happy Easter. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty good, actually, for Alexa. That's not bad. Yeah. So, so, Dan, for... which voice do you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, she didn't understand, but then Angie went the next step. And you know what? That's what we need to do, and I believe that's what God's calling us to. Amen. And we'll see that as we continue on here with this this morning. But it also says, verse 8, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely you have received, freely give. Is there anyone here that's received of the Lord amen. and his salvation? Amen, amen. Lift your hand up. Let the redeemed amen. show it and raise their hand. You know, and then the thing is in turn that we do it, we share it. But you know, no, we need to be stirred up in this. There's things in life where we need to be stirred up sometimes. But just the way life is, you know, we can get into patterns and routines and so forth and we as churches need this we as individuals do but as local church families we need it we need to be stirred and there's a stirring that the Lord would do in our hearts this morning to get us in that place where we are glow with the spirit a glow with God's spirit amen here's another one Matthew 10 27 Whatever I tell you in the dark, say it. Speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach, preach on the housetops. That's what Jesus said. And then Luke 9, verse 2. He sent them to, say it, preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Hallelujah. And even when there's persecution, and here's a little example of that, because 
The disciples had been put in prison for preaching, for telling their faith. Acts 5, verse 17 says, Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, Sadducees. Mm -hmm. I said that right, didn't I? I think you're making me nervous up here. We're reading the same book. No, no, you're you're not. I'm your friend. You're not at all making me. You're not at all making me nervous. But see, the the Sadducees—they didn't believe in the resurrection, and they didn't. That's why they're sad. You see. That's why they're sad. You see. That's right. That's what I had in my head when I was reading it. Then I thought, did I say the actual thing right? But it is sad. You see. And they were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. Won't that be something if we ended up in prison together somewhere, sometime? We think we're persecuted when we have a flat tire. We're really having a rough day. Right. They went to, to prison for their faith. I mean, it's not something I would look forward to, for sure, but would you be willing, for Christ's sake, to be in prison? You know, maybe there's somebody here that has been already. Well, I don't mean in prison, but I mean, I know some have been in prison, too, behind the bars, and you've been set free, right? But there's lots of bars they aren't just the ones that are the metal ones, the iron ones, at the county jail. That's right. That's right. That's good. Jesus burst out of that grave so that you could burst out of those prisons. Amen. Prisons of fear, prisons of sickness, prisons of poverty, prisons of anything that you can think of that's keeping you bound. You say, well, Pastor Steve, my situation, it's too hard. I mean, I, I've been in this too long. I've been in this bondage too long. And it just, I just can't, I can't get out of it. Jesus is the one. Amen. Amen. You aren't. You can't do it. That's, right. that's, the whole, that's the whole point of this. But I know many of you, many of us, I would probably say all of us, most all of us, have been set free from things in our lives. I know Kent has. I have. And now we got to go tell it. That's right. When we've found out something that works, we got to tell it. Mm-hmm. And don't let the enemy tell you that your case is too hard. Mm-hmm. Amen. The same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead is available today. If you have not received him as your Savior, you can do that today. Amen. This person we were talking to yesterday, he was in the line on the way to lunch, going down some stairs. Takes, you know, a long time, a lot of times, to go through a, a line to get to where the food is, and so Joyce initiated. The Lord told her ahead of time there was going to be somebody that she was going to talk to. 
And I heard her talking to this man, the older man, at least 80, I would guess. And she started asking him about if he had ever asked Jesus to be his Savior, received Christ as his Savior. And you could tell that he really, it wasn't personal, real personal to him, I mean, that he had done it. But yet, he seemed to, he seemed to believe, though. And so we talked a little out, or Joyce did, and then I was standing there too. And I just says, well, sir, do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus? He said, yes. You know, do you believe these things? Do you believe that he died? You know, we had just, in the service, talked about the death and resurrection and such too. And Joyce said, do you know that he loves you? And it's like a light dawned on him. But he confessed, though. Yes, I believe. I believe. Right there in the line. said, I believe. I believe. Was that in season or out of season? I'm not sure. I know I need to grow in boldness in that. Amen. I'm just being honest. Some, some people are bolder. But I shouldn't confess that, I guess, should I really? Yeah. I mean, I'm... We're working I'm towards learning. that. Amen. Huh? We're working towards that. We're striving to become more confident, not in ourselves, but in who Christ is. In, I'll just read a quick scripture from 1 Timothy 1.5. It says, the purpose of my instruction is that all the Christians here would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a sincere faith. I will admit, first and foremost, that one of the reasons that I do not go and tell people about Jesus Christ is because I love Kent more than I love them. I love Kent more. Because I may be worried about Kent's reputation. I may be worried about whether they will like Kent afterwards. And so my prayer in the last weeks has been this, Pastor Steve, that God would baptize me with a fresh love of the Holy Spirit. And I was just thinking about on the day of Pentecost, the disciples were told by Jesus himself to go back to the upper room and wait for the infilling of the Holy Spirit because they weren't ready yet to be those that would go. They weren't equipped yet. And I know that there's been many times that I have tried to go on my own and I always run out of gas, I run out of energy, I run out of compassion, and it's kind of like I'm trying to crank up this toy doll or something in my own strength. And, you know, they say the ever-ready battery or bunny keeps on going, but he don't. Sooner or later, the charge wears out. And so when we run off on good intentions and we take off to be a witness for Christ on our own strength, and even with a a good heart in it, I've found that my nose usually ends up on the ground and because my compelling purpose is not there. When Gus went and witnessed to Adon and he kept going, And he kept going until the guy hid behind his couch. Right? 
He hid behind his couch. Gus, can't you get a clue? Yeah. When you have gone too far? <laughs> yeah. But you know what Gus has? Gus has a radical love. And I grabbed his hands the other day and I said, God, fill me with a radical love. I have a hard time sitting. Fill me with a radical love. Because there's times when I go into the restaurant and I'm looking at the waitress, I don't love her enough to share. There's times when I'm in a cab or in the elevator and I'm going up and down and does God appoint things? I think he does. And I don't love that person, Paul, enough to share with them. Because I'm in love with Kent way too much. And so what has to happen is Kent needs to die. And I need to be resurrected and filled with a love that is so compelling that I'm going to go everywhere. When Pastor Steve says there's a move of God right now, it's happening. It's happening in Bemidji right now. There's a group of men getting together that are going to make a covenant and say, I don't care anymore about me. I don't care about me. The other day in a restaurant in Park Rapids, the waitress was so gracious and she did such a great job. And at the end, I just said, ma'am, you've served us well. How can I serve you in prayer today? She didn't know what to do. Um, uh, I said, is there any prayer needs? What do you have? What do you have for prayer? Uh, well, I've got three children. And then she said, my sister-in-law just had a kidney transplant. And she went on and on. I probably should have had a pen and paper with me. And everyone else at our table, I said, everybody, let's just stop a minute. And I just took her hand and I said, Lord Jesus, let her know how much you love her. And then, I'm not saying this to brag, I gave her a $50 tip because God told me to. As tears begin to fill her eyes. There was a day I would have loved, I don't know who's on a 50, Ben or Henry or somebody, George. On the money, on a $50 bill, it doesn't matter. But there was a day I loved them more than I loved a waitress. And I'm praying that God would take away me. I'm praying that when I see a guy in a wheelchair, I'll just go up and say, can I pray for you? Jesus loves you. Can I pray? Well, what if he doesn't get healed? That's not my problem. But I'll guarantee you when you leave there, he will know that somebody loved him. As I took the hands of a transgender doctor in Duluth a couple years ago, and I said, you have served our family, and I thanked her, him. And I said, how can I bless you in prayer today? And was I scared? Yeah. But all of the something, all of the sudden something welled up in my heart. 
And I prayed, and he opened up and poured out about his kids and about problems, and I don't think he ever closed his eyes, and I doubt if he even heard a word I said, but at the end of the prayer, I looked up, and there was just tears streaming down the face of this person, and he goes, no one's ever prayed for me before, ever. And my prayer on the way home was, God, Let that expression of love bring him to you. In Mark chapter 4, or excuse me, chapter 1, verse 40, a leper came crying to Jesus. The lepers were the worst of the worst, probably. They were untouchable. They were cursed. And he just said, Jesus, if you want to, you can make me whole. And you know what the next words are? He was moved with compassion. I can feel bad for people. I can feel sorry for people, but that's not compassion. I can have pity on them, but that's not the compassionate love that Christ is talking about. But it says he was moved, and you know what he did? He did what you could not do. You could not touch a leper. You could not touch a leper because then you would be defiled as well. And you know what he said? I don't care. And he touched him. Can you imagine the love that that leper felt when the king of kings ignored the sores and the scabs and the disease and the filth and just said, I love you. I love you. Are we willing to go, go, go and tell? Are we willing to go to the lepers of our society? Oh, but they smell bad. And you don't know what they've done. Their sin has got, they're reaping what they're sowing. I'm glad God's not going to give me in the end what I deserve. I'm glad he's going to shine mercy, grace on my heart. God, fill me with your love. That I would care about everyone. A baptism. A baptism. It's in season. You know, it talks about in that scripture, in season and out of season. We're declaring it's in season. I mean, it says in season or out of season. Well, we're just declaring it's in season. It's the season. It's the harvest season. When, when things are different. I've talked about that before on the farm. It was when, when harvest time came, everything was different. And, and it, it was just a... What we're talking about is a heightened level. The Holy Spirit will bring us. It's not our, our own strength, our own effort, our own power. Not by our might or power, but by the Spirit who's within us. His power. And He will lead us into the right place at the right time with the right words for the right person. That's what He does. 
and we will be talking about this in the days ahead more. We have been already, but there's a scripture, hint of believe someone there, somewhere in there, what he was sharing, mentioned the word compel them. And looking down at Luke 14, um, verse 16 here, Jesus said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are ready. And see, that's the thing, come and dine. The master calls, and now he calls through us. He's commissioned us to tell. But they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I've married a wife, therefore I, I can't come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, you know, there is a righteous anger, a right anger, said to his servant, go out, and there is the word again, quickly, into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed, the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel, say that word, compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. And that word from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, compel, our English word, you can see there on the screen, it means, actually means to force someone to do something. These are, that's not our words, me or Kent's, that's what Jesus said, compel. And then you can see the other synonyms as well up there. I mean, it's a strong word. But you know, if you knew that someone was walking toward a cliff or something, I tell you, you would compel them to stop and turn around, wouldn't you? Well, we're talking about the hugest cliff in someone's life. If they have not received Christ as Savior, or if they have and they're sliding back to that cliff. You ever heard of backsliding? Well, we need to compel them, constrain them, impress them. And that's exactly what Kent was talking about with Gus. We all actually have a video clip here. Are we ready with that clip? Are we ready with a clip with uh, Wilkerson? Or, uh, many of you have heard of Cross and Switchblade. It's a long time ago. Kent said, do you all remember this song? Well, that was only like in the 80s. This is probably the 70s, but we do have a clip. Someone could get the lights back there too for us. Me and Kent will turn around so we can watch this with you. This is what Nikki Cruz was with the Mau Mau's, a gang in New York City. And David Wilkerson, a country preacher, came because he loved them. The love of God was in him for them. I don't know who put it there, but I do know who can take it out. 
Some of you are strutting like a big man. But it's all a front. I can see right through you. Come on. You want to go? Go. I want to listen a minute. You pretend that you don't want anybody to touch you. But inside, you're crying out for love. Now, I know there's some pretty tough guys in this crowd. You wouldn't be afraid to shake hands with a skinny preacher, would you? Will you, big cat? What do you want me to do, man? Pray with me. Pray with me right now that the Holy Spirit will come into your heart and make you a new man. I ain't ready, man. Hey, don't let it bug you. You're coming through. Kill you. Yeah, you can do that. You can cut me up into a thousand pieces and lay them in the street. And every piece will still love you. Sergeant Delano, am I glad to meet you? thousand pieces, but every one of those pieces will still love you. That's not David Wilkerson's love. That, that was God's love coming through. And so that's where we're at. It's the place of it's in season to tell them. To, to have those antennas out, those spiritual antennas out, Amen. to be very keen to be sharing with people what God puts on your heart right then. Don't worry about what it's going to be. Of course, we prepare ourselves. We're in the Word ourselves. We need to be in there daily. We need to be walking close with the Lord. The closer we are and filled with His Spirit, the more we are, the more ready we'll be in those times. And that's what we're to do. The gentleman that you saw, Nicky Cruz, that spit eventually gave his life to Christ. He was the leader of the worst gang in New York City, the toughest gang. And a little skinny Texas country preacher went to the inner city of New York. What would cause somebody to do that? Insanity? Stupidity? Or love? Because other than having the love at that point, it would be stupidity and insanity. But Nikki Cruz got saved. And now Nikki Cruz is going around with David Wilkerson's son, Gary, praying for people everywhere they go, ministering to people everywhere they go. There is a compelling love.
that will push us beyond worry. He was not worried about dying. I'm glad Jesus didn't worry about dying. If I speak with the language of heaven or earth, but I don't love others, it will be making meaningless meaningless noise like a loud gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all mysteries of the future, know everything about everything, but I don't have love for others, what good will it be? And if I had the gift of faith so I could move mountains and make them move with, without love, I, I, it would be no good to anybody. And if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I don't love others, it'll be of no value whatsoever. And so today, I just pray that we would not be guilty in our Christian realms of being that person that worships and speaks in tongues and, and dances before the Lord and we, we prophesy and we, we do all of the things that Paul just said, but if we don't have love, what do we have? Yeah, that's right. Nothing. It's not about the next evangelical meeting. It's not about the next revival. It's not about the next church service. It's what are you doing in between those? Yes. That is who we really, really are. It's easy to be Christian here on Sunday morning, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It doesn't cost us anything to be Christian on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. It's a get proposition, isn't it? Aren't we getting? But on Saturday afternoon on a stairway, you got to love somebody enough to open your mouth and say, do you know Jesus Christ loves you and he wants to save you? God, fill us with that love. You know, as Ken said, Nikki Cruz came to the Lord. Uh, we mentioned Gus with Adon and Maria. You know, they were hiding behind the couches so that he wouldn't see them in the house, but they came to the Lord. Amen. Daniel, they've come to the Lord. And a few weeks ago, Adon and Maria and Daniel were all up here telling also to the whole congregation. Amen. What a blessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> and this is a scripture that Adon had, I thought, really significant for this hour, for this time. This is the scripture he had, Romans 10, starting at 13 as we close here today. We'll finish with this. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. And in a new place, a new way right this morning, we're saying you're sent. You're sent forth. And whoever hears this too, uh, over the internet, you are sent. You are sent. And that word preacher, I thought it was worth noting. I think we'll have that up on the screen too from my Spirit-Filled Life Bible. That word preacher 
it says in there, it says, the Greek word used here for preacher means one who heralds, proclaims, or publishes. Clearly, every believer is assigned a personal pulpit in the home, in the home, in the home, in the home. Can't get past that word. <clears throat> in the home. Why don't you finish it? In the community, at the office, or in school, from which to show and tell others the good news. The bottom line is we're either sharing the good news or we're sharing other news. What is our life sharing with those around so, us? Would you, would you, let's stand up together. I'm going to ask Kent to close in prayer for it. You did really good. I mean, I'm sit, coming right along. I mean, you did really good sitting that long. Oh, no. I didn't, that think wasn't he, easy. I didn't think he was going to be able to sit that long. But yeah, let's do that. Let's Thank you, Lord. Lead us and... First Father, I just pray for forgiveness. Forgive me where I haven't loved with your love. Forgive me when I have judged, when I have needed to be right. Because, Lord, every time I need to be right, I'm putting someone else in a place where they have to be wrong. That's not love. Forgive me, Lord, for not caring enough to tell, to go, to proclaim, to preach. And, God, I just ask that you fill me with love, and I pray for every person in the sound of my voice this morning, every person in this room, that we would get over ourselves and honestly say, God, may the old man, may my old self die, that you and your love, your love, your love, your love would baptize me, would fill me, would wash me and cleanse me so that everything I do would be compelled by that love. God, do it. Do it for us, Lord. And may we be willing to receive that and to die to self and just say to others, as David Wilkerson said, Jesus loves you. God loves you. God loves you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to have someone pray with you, just come up to the front of the sanctuary here and there'll be those that will minister to you and pray if you'd like to receive Jesus your Savior or be filled with his spirit or prayed for healing or whatever it might be relationships finances whatever come for prayer and God bless you all he is risen indeed indeed the humble and 
them strong. You heal our brokenness inside.